Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast with Devin Turak, Patrick Gleason, and Paul Sanders. And now, here's the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name, as always, is Devin Turak, and as always, I'm joined by Patrick Gleason. Hello, hello. And Patrick Ramsoy. Hello. And today we have two special guests who have been on previous episodes. First is our good friend Chris. Evening, people. And our good friend Sean, who some of you may remember from the uh, couple of the movie review uh, episodes we've done. Oh, he sure. Was there he gets for an Prometheus. Intro. Chris, have you been uh, with we us? We talked about The Evil Dead. Yeah. Oh, yes. He was only one, one, but yes. Sean's known as a curmudgeon. I am the curmudgeon. He's got a theme. And actually, we're this time it's weird because we're in Patrick's basement. Uh, we, yeah, we've, we've, we've done that before. We've done a couple episodes from Patrick's basement now, um, including two of our movie review yes. episodes. Anyway, uh, so let's start with our normal um, post-introduction chatter. Let's talk about our weeks in the hobby. Uh, let's start with you, Pat, since you're the one closest to me. What have you done in the past uh, few weeks since we last talked? Well, I uh, wrote that piece on our blog about uh, Captain America. Yes, Captain I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. Uh, he wrote an incredibly long, detailed uh, review of the movie. But definitely spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It wasn't really intended as a review so much as your a, thoughts? a critique. I, I, no, it wasn't no, very well thoughts done. because okay. uh, there were there were a number of things that the characters did which don't quite fit in with the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay, right. Um, so it, it just you know, like uh, the the one that got me thinking I need to write this was uh, when Ant Man is sitting in the jail. <coughs> oh, spoilers mm-hmm. in the in the raft. Um, the entire Ant-Man movie was about keeping that suit out of the wrong hands, and here he is. Stark. Yes, and here he is in jail, and guess who's got the suit now, mm. right? So. And actually, having Ant-Man in that jail didn't make any sense because wasn't he? Oh no, wait, he was on Captain America's side. You're right. Yeah, that's right. right. But you're right. Like that's where it's like the whole thing about the movie was keep mm. it out of Stark's hands. Yeah. Well, any military hand, military hands, and Stark. Yeah. And then what happens? He's held by the military, and. Of course, his suit would be confiscated. Um, and studied. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what Pat's been up to. What about, what about you, Pat? Uh, well, uh, I watched a few movies. I saw Edge of Tomorrow with Tom mm-hmm. uh, Cruise. Tom Cruise. I saw the... Emily Blunt? Yes. Godzilla Godzilla as well, the new one. Mm-hmm. Not, not the one with Matthew Broderick? Not the one, no. not with a lot of fish, Matthew Broderick one. <laughs> and even watched Terminator Genesis. Mm-hmm. Genesis, as Genesis. They call it. and I saw the X Men movie and Captain America: Civil War, mm-hmm. uh, which you've already talked about. But yes, and the X Men movie, and uh, that's pretty much it. Okay, Chris. Well, <laughs> in all honesty, I really haven't seen much in the way of movies lately. So, but it, it can be anything geek related. So, gaming, video um, games. I'm, like. I've been running D and D fifth since uh, playtest. So. That went on till about level six, and apparently I'm doing it wrong, because in fifth money really is kind of pointless. So I sat down and I'm going to run one of their adventure paths, officially released by Wizards, called uh, Out of the Abyss. So I'm starting to do that, and we'll see how that goes. Versus running a hodgepodge of converting first and second and even third ed material to fifth versus running a package game that they produced. Okay. So I'm going to run that are first adventure where they just escape from their drow captors and then we'll have to see goes from there. Nice. And I guess that's about it. Sean? Up to you, Camargin. 
the question now? Uh, the question is, what have you done uh, geek or gaming related in the last Absolutely weeks or months or nothing? Well, we need to do something geeky gaming today. Like movies or... Oh, we play Pendragon. Actually, I'm too play Pendragon. We Pendragon. We just spent the whole day doing Pendragon. Yeah. Besides today's Pendragon, I can't say I've been doing a lot. In fact, um, I'm hoping for a reboot of uh, RuneQuest or... Call Cthulhu or something along those you lines. You are a I know. sucker for punishment. Sorry, I'm a total sucker <laughs> um, for punishment. I'm also very staid in my ways. Do, yes. you, do you know about the re-release of the sixth ed of uh, RuneQuest? They're calling it something else now. They they gave it a different name. I'm aware of it. I'm just not following it too much. Okay, so he you're sticking with the older versions of RuneQuest three system. Yeah, oh. but there's yeah. a seventh edition of Cthulhu now too. Yeah, yeah, and they tweaked the system in that one as well. Really? Uh, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Cthulhu since. Uh, well, like I know. I know they just re. It's recently. going through a big renaissance right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've recently uh, re-released or released a new version of Delta Green. I yes. Think it went on Kickstarter. It did. Um, yeah. I I didn't get on that, but I did. Uh, I still have the original Delta Green that came out. Yeah, you know, at, 10 15 years yeah. ago. And I would actually be interested in doing a game with Delta Green. That would be well. It was an interesting fun. sort of one. Is sort of like XCOM, mm-hmm. sort of. Uh, yeah, I, I like it in, in that it's still Cthulhu Mythos, but it's modern. Yeah, having I mean, played the original Delta, Delta Green, um, I'm a total fanboy. The, yeah. the, yeah. My issue with it is, is that it always devolves to guns. Yeah, yeah. That's and unfortunately, if you read this, if you read the stories, and even the book will tell you, guns are not the way to go when dealing with the mythos. Right. You want the mic, dude. So. In my opinion, though Delta Green is wickedly cool, mm-hmm. it does make mo- a lot of players simply go to gunpower, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily the first choice when you're dealing with the mythos. Right. So that your preference is going back to the 1920s? Yes. Uh-huh. That's the perils of modern Cthulhu. It always devolves into some uh, gun major fights. Well, we got better guns now. Right. Exactly. You've got the technology. You're going to exploit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, Whereas in the 1920s, yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're basically. Let's you get my six shooter out. Your ability to research stuff and yeah. um, your. Um, well, it's also Delta Green. you the arcane and so on. Delta Green, you're also an agency, mm-hmm. so you have the resources of an agency to do this stuff. You're just basically ah, just show me where to shoot it you're or there blow to it up, contain it, destroy it, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So you guys want to do a standard 1920s Call of Cthulhu game? I'm not sure if I could do that anymore. I'm no? uh, pretty much jaded now. Yeah, I need it. something a little fast-paced and uh, more Delta Green. Would you do? Yeah, yeah. I, I could say I'm, I'm pretty on board with that uh, that aspect of Cthulhu. Yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't play uh, uh, Delta Green. I'm just saying you know I think there's some some flaws with the, with the mentality involved mm-hmm. for Perfect. a lot for a lot of people when they play it. And well, I admit I would do it too. I'll definitely go to guns if I. If I've, if I've got an FN and the Icky is there and there's a deep one, he's going to take some 7.62s, I'm just saying. Oh, right. That's it, going to happen. Well, the problem is that that might not be as effective as you think it would be. Well, that's exactly it too, right? Okay, as for myself, um, I there's a couple of Kickstarters that I've recently gotten onto, and in fact, both of them have just closed. Uh, they're both for video games, I think. Um, no, sorry, one's a board game. So, previously I, I talked about uh, This War of Mine. This is a really cool video game on Steam. That um, that I've been playing since probably around Christmas, where uh, there's a conflict going on in the city. The city, it's 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 kind of like what happened to Kosovo, Sarajevo, during the craziness that was happening in what's now Croatia, something okay. like that. I, there was a conflict in Yugoslavia, in Yugoslavia, and for Yugo, which yeah, became Sarajevo, which, Sarajevo, which, Sarajevo, exactly. So 
Bosnia Hunger Two. It, it's it's kind of based around how civilian life was during this ongoing conflict. So you um, you play a bunch of survivors who have found an abandoned house, and you kind of go through the the house trying to find some. Oh tools. yes, you were so talking about this last time as well. And then you try to kind of build the house up, and then there's a day night cycle where during the day you're building stuff. And then at night, you send out a guy who goes and scavenges. And so you go and try to find more stuff that you can bring back. Super, super fun game. They turned that into a board game. Oh. And this board game is ungodly complicated. It has, like, a huge table-sized board. Um, and then, like, maybe close to 500 or 600 cards. All, all sorts of different things. Loot that you can find. Piles of salvage that you can go through to try to get more loot. Um, just... Uh, encounters that could happen, things that happen to you during the night, things that happen to you during the day. Um, it it looks like a super super fun board game that recreates the the tension of the the video game. So that Kickstarter just finished uh, two days ago. The second one is for a new MMO called Chronicles of Illyria. It's C O E. I'm not quite sure what the E portion is. Is that the one? Is that the one they're trying to raise a million dollars because you can actually die? Yes. So it's a it's an MMO that actually has um, permadeath in it in in a manner. So it's not if you die your your character dies, but you can be brought to zero hit points, which causes you to fall unconscious, um, and then eventually you can you regain consciousness from there. Uh, someone can then come and kill your unconscious body, which then puts you into the spirit realm, and then you have to find your way back to your body, uh, and then as you age through the, the months that you're playing the game, your link to the spirit, your, your, your spirit linked to your body as you age grows weaker and weaker till eventually you won't be able to find your body anymore. And at that point, you now have died. Your soul goes back to a central vault. From there, you create a brand new character. So it's your, your, you, there's recreation, basically. So when you're recreated, um, it, it keeps some of the aspects of your character so if you were really good at a certain thing if you put a lot of time into training a certain skill or ability or um, craft that you concentrated on when your new character starts you will relearn those skills much faster so if you choose to so if you choose to you can then retrain those skills at a much quicker rate get back to where you were or if you want you can start completely fresh and the thing i like most about it is it's not based on uh, a race that you pick or a religion that you pick, but it's based on family. So you choose one of the great houses to uh, associate yourself with and your characteristics and your skills and everything is based on your family. And then when you die, you could have an offspring that you then inhabit the body of and take over and, and prepare for, uh, for gaming. So it reminds me a lot about Pendragon and how that's uh, it's generational. Yes. And apparently, it also goes as far as to determine your statistics and your core on what you eat. So if you gain weight mm -hmm. or lose weight, it tracks that too. Yeah. And it's a closed economy, which means that if you cut down a tree, that tree doesn't grow back unless somebody else plants it. Right. It's wow. really hardcore. It, oh. it has potential to be really cool or just be horribly flawed. Yeah, I, a, I, 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 have, I have some issues with it in that if someone wants to go out of their way to fuck over other characters... They'll be able to. It's pretty, it'll be pretty easy to do with the way this system is, is all set up. I agree. And the cool thing about also the game is it's not based solely on your statistics. It's also based on the player skill. So if you start 
learning how to do combat, you will have to actually do actions and, and maneuvers which will uh, affect whether your whether right, your weapon in, strikes in or not. I'll have to actually do this. What's that? I'll have to actually do these skills. Yes. So you will have to ha- or learn some skills as a player on how to do combos and, and do attacks and time things perfectly through and through trial and con- through trial and error, not necessarily through like reading a guide or anything. So your individual skill will come into play. You know, if I'm running through a field and I'm vaulting over rocks, I have to perfectly time that jump. If I hit that jump too early, I might get caught, stumble, might hurt myself, might break a leg. So your your ability as a player also influences how well you do. So in other the words, game. The, the people that do the munchkin thing that do nothing but spend twelve hours a day on the computer. Right. So they, they will have a better chance of doing certain things like combat. Did they make their did they make their million dollars on Kickstarter? Oh they made way more than oh, that. Did they? Yeah, yeah. That um, I think they were originally only asking for six hundred thousand, and yeah. they broke twice that. I think. Yeah, because when I looked at it, it was at, it was about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Mm. Saw the concept, but this could be cool. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Because the big problem is EQ Next is done. Okay. They they stopped production on it. They've decided they're going to concentrate on EQ and really? EQ Two, which I don't understand because they haven't they haven't upgraded the EQ graphics since the game was released right. in '99. Right. Fifteen I'm not, years. I'm not sure how it's going to work. Um, but apparently EQ Next wasn't fun. Okay. I wasn't in beta, such as it was, so I don't know what's going to happen there. But yeah, mm-hmm. they really have no, there's no competition anymore. Everybody, all that's left is WoW and a few others that have all gone free to play. But even Blizzard's come out with something new now too, Outreach. Outreach is an MMO though. Isn't it Outbreak? No, it's Outbreak. called, uh, it's, it, no, it's, it's, uh, no, no. Basically, it's basically it's a first-person shooter where you pick specific champions. Yeah. So you're gonna have teams of what up to five, and that's really all it is. It's basically it's like uh, it's a MOBA. It, it's it's like a MOBA in that you choose a champion, but it's it's still a first-person shooter. You're, is it? Yeah. And there's I guess there's some missions to do and stuff. And but that's really it. It's, oh, it's not. It's not. A, it's not an MMO. Okay. Yeah. It, it would have made a better MMO, in my opinion, or even a better pen and paper game because the background story for it is quite good. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, other than that, I've also seen the new X Men movie, which I really liked. Um, I don't know if we'll sit here and talk about it because you and I are the only ones, Pat, that have seen it. Yeah. Um, okay. So now that we've done that, uh, let's talk about news and rumors. Does anyone have any? Interesting rumors about upcoming. Well, there's the the big thing for Captain America on the comic books scene. I don't even know if I want to talk about that. It's well, okay. Do you have opinion on it? I do. I think it's stupid, and therefore I'm just going to ignore it. Okay. I, I will not buy any Captain America comics until they fix. Well, the okay. Line. For our, our oh. few fans that may not have heard, mm-hmm. if you're not on the who internet, who yes, <laughs> um, the the new Captain America series, uh, Steve Rogers Captain America Volume One. They're making Steve Rogers a Hydra agent mm-hmm. from the beginning, and he actually kills off one of his sidekicks to hide the fact. Right, and so the story, or from from the the creators of this new storyline, it's not brainwashing. No. It's not a clone. No, it's not. It's not. It's not um, alternate history either. No, what's it, that? It's not alternate history either. Yeah, it's it, not alternate history. It's, it's normal. Time well, the, the the thing is, so as some people are saying, he got hit with the the cosmic cube beforehand, so that it could. Like that's how they could get rid of it. Except they mentioned the fact that it's not alternate timeline. Yeah, they they intentionally went out of their way to say no, no, no. 
he has always been and quote, quote unquote will always be a hydra, hydra which is I think stupid it, it ruins is. the whole thing it's it ruins everything about Captain, Captain America, America and yeah. therefore I'm just going to ignore it yeah. it's like it never happened but I'm going to ignore it in such a way that I'm now I don't I don't think I want to use the word boycott because I haven't actually bought a physical comic book in 10 years at least like I bought graphic novels but those are compilations of the individual released issues over the course of a year so I haven't actually bought a a paper copy of uh, a comic book in many many years and I won't be I'll be continuing that trend for the new Captain America but I'm also continuing that trend for every other line they put yeah. out so the only other one is uh, Preacher the graphic novel is being made into a TV series by AMC yeah I actually it's already it, it's already started. Yeah, it has it's started. started. Yeah, I, sorry, I, yes. I actually caught the first episode and two weeks, two weekends ago. It's they've completely changed the storyline. It okay. I it's been a really long time since I read Preacher, so I don't remember exactly everything that happened. But I didn't recognize anything in this new in the first episode. Really? Because he he has basically is he's a jaded preacher. Yes, that part is true. Uh, got but that. then the he gets hit with lightning or or whatever and. Now all of a sudden, everyone what he tells people to do, they do. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's the, so they're he's, their he's way been hit by that. an alien. That's oh, alien, or some sort of an no. alien force. Yeah, because it's basically in, in the in the TV show. Yeah, in the TV show. Oh, okay, because it's basically it's coming from God or 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 alter or devil from in the. In right. Well, we definitely they, follow the trail as it travels through the solar system. The oh, really to, to reach him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because that's the thing is, it was preacher was always about that it was. You know, good, evil, devil, mm-hmm. heaven. Who who gave him the power? How did he get it? Right. And then they're trying to find out oh, who gave this to me. Why do I have this? Mm-hmm. Uh, so making an alien is a uh, different. <laughs> anyway, the first episode looked interesting. Um, I'll I'll definitely watch it, but I'm gonna wait until the whole series has been released, and I'll watch it all together at once. Um, another one is well, Thor in the next movie might actually be in, in the Hulk world. He might be Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk. That doesn't make any sense because Thor never had anything to do with Planet Hulk. Like that's a completely separate story. Yeah, but then again, Hulk had nothing to do with Ragnarok either, so they're, yeah. they're doing that in the third... Uh, sorry, the uh, third Hulk, uh, Thor movie. Right. So, But there is talk that he will end up being in uh, Hulk World. Okay. I, I would actually love for them to do a proper Planet Hulk live-action movie. That would be incredible. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Hulk storylines. That and World War Hulk. When he yes. comes back. When he comes back, and it's like, you guys sent me away. Yeah. Fuck you all. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes, Chris? Chris? Apparently, there's a bit of a controversy right now about the Ghost in the Shell movie. Because mm-hmm. they cast Scarlett Johansson yes. as the major. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently, not only, do they do that, not only did they do that, but this, they had a outside company do CGI testing to make her look more Asian. <laughs> and apparently, that didn't go well. Here, here's, here's the thing. In the anime, she's not Asian or Japanese in look whatsoever. So I'm not quite sure what the controversy is because she looks white. Well, and if you look, if you look, if you look at the fact that it's it's a, a postmodern Tokyo, not everybody in Japan or Tokyo specifically would necessarily be Asian. of Japanese or Asian descent. Right. Mm-hmm. There could easily be whites living there. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure why there's well, such a controversy around you, it right now. If you look at most anime, though. Characters don't always look Asian. No. They almost never do. Mm-hmm. What well, exactly? So, they, they but the assumption is that they're Asian characters. No, they. I, I, I've read that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I understand it. I can't say I disagree. I just don't understand the mm-hmm. thinking there. Yeah, but I mean the the bigger issue is the whitewashing 
that's going well, on. Well, but with, with that one, though, it's not that much because, again, Ghost in the Shell, you, it's hard to tell if she's Asian character. Now, where they do whitewashing is with the Doctor Strange movie yeah. Yeah. with uh, Tilly Swanson. Uh, no. For Clea? For, uh, no, no, for, for the uh, for the ancient, ancient one. one, the ancient one, mm-hmm. and they made her a woman, and well, that's white and, and white. That's, that's, that's making making the ancient one one of the like making just a woman is fine, I guess. Right, mm-hmm. but woman and white, yeah, it seems very typical Hollywood. Because mm-hmm. yeah. Hollywood, at the same time, Hollywood, is, Hollywood is, is is got itself into this trap of where they believe they can't get people to go see a movie, right, unless they have white people frustrated. Well, the uh, the right. other one for the reason they did that is because the history of the ancient one he's from Tibet and right. they want to sell to the Chinese market and right. Tibet is still one of those uh, topics yeah. yes so but again you don't have to make him Tibetan you just put him as an ancient old guy who's he the thing is he wasn't necessarily Tibetan he was based in Tibet yeah mm-hmm. he didn't have but he's the ancient one he's well, the sorcerer he, supreme and um, when you start looking at some of the later issues before the ancient one is killed um, it's hard to say if he's Asian. He actually has a lot of Caucasian features to him, right? So well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, yeah. I just make him an old, ancient guy. You know, like. Well, I, I really don't have any problems. Or just get Morgan Freeman because he does those, you know, Morgan wise Freeman guys, you know, ancient <coughs> wise or guys. Or it's like when they cast Ben Kingsley in the third Iron Man movie as uh, the Scorpion. No, uh, uh, he was Mandarin. Uh, the Mandarin. Mandarin. Sorry, but he wasn't actually truly the Mandarin. Yeah, I know, but they, they, of course, took the basic concept and then, of course, flicked it out the window, mm-hmm. yeah. essentially. I, I, I'm one of the few people who actually do, but I really like the way they did the Mandarin in that movie. Having Ben Kingsley as like this actual actor who's been paid to, to take on this persona, so he's not actually the real Mandarin, yes. and therefore that takes away from any issues people have with the Mandarin character not being oriented. Uh, my assumption is why, why exactly why they did it. Yeah, for that reason alone. Well, that plus the fact that the Mandarin character is very much a caricature and would be yeah. insulting just in his existence. Maybe. Yes. Although there, somebody, some, somewhere somebody was telling us about there is either a uh, a movie or like a, a well, there there was episode. one of their Marvel shorts where right uh, where the what real, is it? Hail to the King, I think is yes. what. Where the, the real Mandarin sees this depiction of himself yeah. and gets mad at it. Yeah. So maybe one day we will see the real Mandarin. Well, it's going to be hard because Robert Downey Jr. said he's not doing another Iron Man movie. That's fine. It doesn't have to be an Iron Man movie to be the Mandarin. Yeah. Avengers Mandarin could easily take out the Avengers or could come to New York looking for this Iron Man person and meet, the, Spider-Man. meet, meet the Defenders. Or Spider-Man. Or Spider-Man. No, wait. Defenders, are they... I thought the Defenders were based in the West Coast. No. Nope. Nope. Oh, East Coast, right. They're yeah. East Coast. They're, they're, well, it's yeah, going to be all the Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, the Hell's right. Jessica yes, Jones yes, right, yes. and Luke Cage and Daredevil. Yeah. yeah. And Iron Fist. Yeah, Iron Fist isn't one of those quote-unquote whitewashed characters where it's a um, uh, American or white person who goes to Japan or China, learns their arts and learns how to do it better than they do it and then comes and kicks ass. Mm-hmm. Right, that, that's been a controversy for a very long time, and I guess for a while there was worry that Netflix wasn't going to be able to. Well, that obviously, off. you haven't read some of the history of the way that did the black heroes in comics oh, back sure, in the day. Sure. Mm-hmm. They like, all, like Falcon being Falcon, a pimp. A pimp, yeah. He's <laughs> like, why, why did you have to make him that? Is, yeah. Well, uh, that's. And, and Luke Cage, again, was, you know, criminal and all mm-hmm. that. Well, Luke Cage is still technically a criminal in the new Jessica Jones. Yeah. Not the same way. Did you finish that? No, I haven't finished that yet. Yeah. 
Are, are you finding really, it tough to get through? Yeah, a little bit. It's a little yeah, sore. I, I, I watched the first episode and kind of was bored and couldn't get past the uh, the pilot. Um, I actually really like the the show, but I found it hard to get through not because of this, the boredom, but because of the subject matter. Like, it's all about this woman who is totally violated mentally, and there's really not much you can do to fight against it, and I, I just found it really hard to get through. I still loved it. It was a beautifully written storyline and incredibly well acted, but it's it's tough for me to love that show just because of the brutality of it. Hmm. And uh, well, like I said, today we were, we did do the Pendragon, which mm-hmm. was fun. That was a good time. That's why Chris and uh, Sean were over. And uh, the uh, back to the days of the the the, the old great Pendragon campaign, yeah. where we've lost the last of our great. Uh, initial uh, Sean's still characters. there. Oh, Sean no, was quite initial. No, Sean, no, Sean, Sean came in later. Yeah, Sean, well, he's later. Yeah. But he is now the eldest yes. surviving character. And now the last man standing. <laughs> at, at 45 <laughs> years right. age. At the tender age of 48, I think it is. 48, yeah. 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 And you have the most experience or glory as any picked has ever the lived. The most juju, the most glowies, <laughs> the best kid, the most money. And you guys just took on a new god and kicked his ass. Indeed. Well... With help. Well, with help yeah. from yeah. other gods. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the name of the game, right? Yep. To get the otherworldly assistance mm-hmm. in order to uh, get the job done. And come out with the glory. It was epic. It was. You guys, well, you guys didn't quite die. You didn't come close, but. No, it was uh, remarkably <laughs> easy, but uh, we had some preparation, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. That's what it is. Uh, planning it out. Planning it out. Yeah. And that's why I like the, the Pendragon campaign, because you guys, like, plan, like, you guys are not doing the dungeon dwelling anymore. You guys are running your own countries mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's stuff. not about the crawl. It's about the overall the macro yep. vision on things and uh, how uh, you could play off uh, the other opposing elements. Yeah. And well, so my, my, one of my favorite ones, when Chris realized that, it was because his sister was gone missing and you're like, oh, I'm going to go on a mission to find her. Wait, wait, no, I'll just hire adventurers to go do it for me. I'll, I'll do the, here's some gold. There's a reward. And it's like, why would I go out myself? <laughs> yeah, when you're ruling a nation, going after one individual person, that just, yeah. it does, it's not time effective. Yeah, it's, it's, you, so you guys are the ones hiring the, the D&D adventurers. Right. Like, here you go, just get some money, go, go do this for me. Thank you. Oh, that actually reminds me of another Kickstarter that recently closed. Um, they're redoing a new Conan uh, role-playing game. Oh, really? That's and true, they've yeah. they've put they're putting out like fifteen, twenty source books to go along with it, and all of like I have I pretty much have picked up the entire PDF bundle, so I'll be receiving every PDF as it gets released. Now, what's based on? Is it a whole new system, or is it based on anything we've Honestly, similar? I didn't even look into what the system's based on. I just went Conan, yeah. I'm there. I'm totally on the new Conan game. Well, we'll have to give it a try then, once you start getting Yeah, it. yeah, once once they uh, once they start arriving at my house, we'll, I'll break them open and we'll, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, but what I, I believe they're using a, a homebrew system. It's not going to be like the Mongoose D20 system that they're using for a while, or whatever, no, no, whatever it, it, that morphed into. See, if it, if it were a, a D20-based system, I wouldn't have been into it at all. No. Yeah. Um, I, I think they've, they've gotten rid of character classes altogether, and it's just based on your starting... Uh, I, don't, I don't even remember. See, I don't mind getting rid of the character class, because that always, to me, was an issue for a lot of this, some of the games, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm a fighter, so I can only use these skills, as opposed right. to... Well, I want to learn how to do different things. Oh no, but that's harder for you because you're a fighter. Wait, no. I see, if see, but if I wanted to play a game like that, there's already D and D. Why would I need a completely different system? Exactly. For that? Yeah. Okay, uh, so let's move on to our last and final segment, which is just our 
general talk about any whatever subjects we want. Yeah. Um, as we were, we, we, once we finished our game, we had a bit of a barbecue, and as we were sitting on the deck, we were having, we were talking about something. Well, we were talking well, about different uh, options for the old versus new. And we realized oh, right. you have never seen the thing with Kurt Russell. Yeah, so um, in our last episode, we were talking about how the next uh, movie review a critique and uh, contrast episode we should do was about um, the second and third the thing the things and I realized after we had had our initial conversation that I've actually never seen this movie I, I was confusing it with uh, I think it's also John Carpenter's Blob yes. which takes place in Antarctica and there's like this weird thing this this blob but John that, Carpenter did the blob? Did he not do the blob? I don't think so. No, I'm not sure he no, did a remake he didn't, of the he blob. He didn't do the remake of the Because the original one was Stephen Queen. Right. And they did one in the 80s, I think it was. In the 80s or 90s. 90s, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that's the one that I saw. I don't think that was John Carpenter. Well, whoever it was. Yeah. That's the movie I was confusing with what we were talking about. That doesn't take place in the Arctic. That's in the cities. Yeah. Well, there, there's one that takes there, place. Both blobs took place in an urban environment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but there's one that's, that's say, Isolated research center, and then this this ooze starts bubbling up, and it starts taking over people. What am I thinking of? You sure that's not the thing? Because the blob the doesn't take over anybody; it uh, it consumes them. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It consumes them absolutely. And bubbling up from the the abyss? No, no, no. <laughs> the abyss takes place underwater. Okay, that's not the the Antarctic. Yeah, the only ones I know in the Antarctic. I, I think well, you're you're confusing themes. Yeah. Am I? Um, yeah. Am I putting multiple movies together? I think so. Yeah. Because the, like the, the thing does take place yeah. in the Antarctic in a okay. research center, um, but there's no thing that oozes up and takes over people. It, well, basically, it takes their body form. Right. Yeah, but see, I I, I was watching. Uh, it could be invasion of the body snatchers, but again, that's but that's that an urban setting. Place no, in the Antarctic. No, no. no but, you know, like, you're right. I think that's where he's missing up the. Uh, yeah, the, the, it, the it sounds like a mishmash of. The only other one I know that takes place in the Arctic. Well. Arctic yeah. is uh, 30 Days of Night. There's also the when X-Files episode. They did one very similar. Oh, the, yeah, that's the ooze. That could be it. The black oh, ooze. Maybe, maybe the that's ooze that was taken over the black sludge stuff. Yeah, Wasn't the second X-Files movie really focused around the, the ooze? I, I never saw the, the black second one. The yeah, X-Files movie did the first focus one. around the, the black yes. ooze, that's for sure. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I, I remember I uh, Scully being rescued from a... Episode or... From a spaceship under the ice. Yeah, and somehow they survive in the Antarctic with... One jacket, and they never explain how they get back to civilization. So one of these, we fade to black, and next scene, they're in the city again. Mm -hmm. it's uh, movie magic. Yeah, I know. It's movie magic. It's like, how did you survive a frozen tundra? Not relevant. So suffice to say that Dev has to go through his little birth of fire. Yes. In the form of a review. Well, of actually, that'd be interesting then, because if we do the old versus new, both of them will be fresh to him. Yeah. So uh, I've never seen the. So, so well, not the remake. The, it's the supposedly reboot. well, it's supposedly a prequel, but it's pretty much right. almost scene for scene what yeah. happens in the Kurt Russell one. Mm -hmm. uh, so this would be interesting to have you there to see the original nineteen eighty something eighty two. I think was uh, yeah. Carpenter's the thing. And, yeah, um, but the, the animatronics the in there are just um, and special, oh, practical it special. Pretty much the gold yeah. standard for. Modern quote unquote yes. horror movies, mm -hmm. yeah. courtesy of Rob Bottin, I think it was. Yes. And they yes. were hired for originally to do the second one as well, the remake, but the, they instead of going with a lot of practical stuff, they decided to do a lot of CGI. Mm -hmm. And everyone, like, you notice the CGI, it's 
so much more crap. Certainly to be discussed in uh, later yeah. podcasts. But the thing is, like, well, like, yeah, Terminator Three or no T Two, but the a lot of that was not just CGI. A lot of it was practical effects. Mm-hmm. Right. Like any time that he gets shot and part of his head explodes or whatever, that's a practical effect. Right. Yeah, I actually saw a video about a scene that was removed from the movie, but I think you can find it on one of the DVDs, where they're doing um, they're they're removing um, the chip from his brain yes. from his head, and. So they're they're actually panning around, and you're watching stuff happen in the mirror. So you can see Arnie's face in the mirror, and then in the foreground you see the back of his head, and they kind of move around the back of his head, looking at it from the side. And then there's a skull piece that's that's Open visible, up, yeah. and then they kind of turn the piece and remove this giant chunk of his yep. brain out. I've and everyone's it. sitting there going, "Oh, how do they do that? How do they do that?" Well, the way they really did it. They didn't have a mirror at all. They had Arnold Schwarzenegger on the other side of a wall with a window cut out, and then they had just an animatronic head that was in the foreground where you could physically remove a giant chunk out of its head. But then they're going, well, how do you have two um, Linda Hamiltons in the the show? They didn't. They didn't. They actually had her twin sister, sister, which no one even knew about because she wasn't an actress, but they had her twin sister standing in... The, the the background where Arnold Schwarzenegger was while the real Linda Hamilton did the the pulling out of the the chunk of the head yeah, in the foreground, really well done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And see, that's where like yeah, CGI is nice for a lot of things, but still practical effects. Yeah, practical effects. Be- is Just say, because you can you can physically touch them. Well, no, that well because your eyes can your brain can tell the difference. Like if there's a little bit of CGI, mm-hmm. like, you may not always notice it, but if there's a lot of CGI, yeah. after a while, your brain's like, no, that, that's fake. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's like two people or two, like a CGI creature and a human trying to interact with each yeah. other where they're physically well, touching each look other. Look at Deadpool. Makes it so difficult. Deadpool has come, like Colossus mm-hmm. is actually CGI. Yeah. Completely. But they also had a real life actor play right. the parts with him and they had him on stilts. So he was actually over seven feet tall. Right. So Ryan Reynolds had to actually talk to a guy who was over seven feet tall. Right. And, and, interact with them that way so that helps an actor understand well where am I supposed to stand where's the other person standing mm-hmm. so and then they just you know CGI the body right and it worked really well because it was combining all these things together mm-hmm. and that was still, like I still love Deadpool because it was made on 50 million dollars so modern and art, it came un- under budget according to Reynolds yes. right. well they, they they had they helped do that with a lot of well uh, the director was also the guy who actually did the CGI for the movie yes and well, one of the, the scenes they did, they did technically before shooting started, so it didn't count towards oh, the movie budget. If there's there's a scene with the the doctor, that one was done the day before, and technically is not part of production, okay. so therefore it doesn't count towards the cost. <laughs> but again, it shows you what you can do because like I was watching the commentary, mm-hmm. and a lot of problems I have nowadays, like with some movies, is the budget's too big. They, they can try to, they're like, oh, we'll just do anything because we can post-product it or CGI it at the end and money doesn't matter. Whereas if you have a limited budget, even though $50 million is still a fair amount of money, hmm. you're forced to come up with different ways to tell the story or do certain scenes because you don't have the money to do it. So it's like, okay, well, in that case, let's try it this way and try well, it this It also took them 10 years with them constantly going at Fox to try and let them to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but once it was done, it was done $50 million. Yeah. It was shot in 49 days, yeah. and then uh, a post-production, I can't remember, but it was about half that time. Mm-hmm. Again. And it made close to a billion dollars. Yeah. 
Washington. And is a really good movie. But see, this is where I'm worried. Hollywood's not going to learn from it. They're just going to think that... <laughs> they never do. No, it's like, oh, it's we can do movies like this that are R-rated. No, it's not just the R-rated. It was yeah. like there's, there's so much more to them. You pretty much guarantee there's going to be a sequel. Oh, yeah. there is. But we'll have to see how that pans out. As long as Ryan Reynolds and the other guys are still overall in charge, I think it will do well. Probably, because mm-hmm. the studio pretty much said, here's your $50 million, now go away and make your movie. Yeah, but see, $50 million to to studio, again, is, is considered low budget now. No, it is. No, $50 million is really low budget for a, for a standard release movie. And I, I think that that's where they had more freedom, too, because well, exactly. when you're... Uh, well, you look at uh, Josh, who was talking about Avenger. Josh Whedon? Yes. He said he had felt pressure because it was such a big budget the studio was involved mm-hmm. a lot more with it right so there's there's yeah. always the well that's a 200 million dollar movie we we want to have some say in what happens and it makes it harder for directors or and writers network meddling yes never works out yeah. no, no ever and well just just look at the difference between the first avengers movie and the second the first one had a, a really really good storyline um they still talked uh, touched on the individual characters but because it's an ensemble show, it was more about the team getting together rather than their, their individual stories. Whereas the second movie, there was so much they had to concentrate on, oh, this person has to have a little part, and it has to talk about this next upcoming movie. Well, that's easy. It has to be with the, upco- with the upcoming... Right. And then, oh, this guy has to have his vision quest, Thor, because there's a new Thor movie coming out about the end of the world, so they have to squeeze that in there. Like It, just, it made, it made the, the whole less coherent than the, the yeah. original... And see, that's where our talk on Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. they did the same thing as Avengers 2, where it's like, let's throw everything in to show there's future movies coming, as right. opposed to just focus on one movie and make it good. Although, from everything that I've heard, the uh, director's cut that's coming out on in DVD format, soon, actually, yeah. Yeah, I think adds a, a month. 20 minutes, 30 minutes? It has like an extra half hour worth yeah. of footage. That explains Maybe a lot. that will make um, things more making coherent. Making the movie three hours and two and a half isn't going to save Batman vs Superman. It's not. Well, no, but it might actually explain like more background stuff. That and, and there are some people that really like that movie. I mean, I have problems with it. And we we, we give we also we give it, it, it had a good release, but of course, then the rest of the movie falls down mm-hmm. after the initial blurb, the initial hubbub about the movie yeah, died well, off. The, the, the it was one of the biggest drops from one week to the yeah, next. Yeah, exactly. It had a huge opening, and then. Yeah, Although dropped. Civil War had a similar <laughs> drop in their second week. Uh, no, uh, mm. Batman vs Superman was over seventy, like about seventy percent drop. Yeah, which was because yeah. for so, a Civil, uh, sorry, Civil, not Civil War. I was thinking uh, uh, Winter Soldier, but I would have went to, I would have gone to see that movie just for the elevator scene alone. Yeah, that made the entire movie. Right? Yeah, that's um, anyway. and see X Men also uh, X Men Apocalypse I enjoyed, but again it the overall story I don't want to give anything away. Mm-hmm. Just say the overall story was again lacking, but the I like the character interaction the best. I actually really like that movie. It might be my favorite out of all the X-Men movies. Now, I heard it's getting panned, but I don't know if that's just by critics or whatever. I yeah, it's yeah. it, so... It's... I don't understand why it's... I don't think it's being panned. It's being... It's mixed. I, I don't listen to any critics, yeah. regardless of whether they liked or disliked them. No, any no going back to the whole diluting thing, that, that, I would think, one of the big ones that started that was uh, Jurassic Park. The original Jurassic Park... You first got to see the dinosaurs. It's amazing CGI. It's fantastic. Maybe the second one, and it's nothing but a sea of dinosaurs from start to finish. Well, it's the thing is, the first one was also a lot of animatronics. animatronics. Right. Yeah, and and puppets and exactly. But it was it was also a story. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but no, was just but it's also like it was more. combining <coughs> animatronics, uh, puppetry, and CGI together. So mm-hmm. like, again, mm-hmm. when an actor like when you're up front and there's a 
even if, if it's fake, it's still a mask that's right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You you know where to look. You know how to react, as opposed to the George Lucas thing of like, okay, the creature's going to be over here. Well, where? Where's its eyes? Uh, there somewhere. Don't worry about it. And not to mention, like, if it's a physical object that's in the same space as the actor, the lighting matches. Yeah. Just because it's physically well, and there. that I was watching one on uh, on YouTube recently about uh, special effects and CGI mm-hmm. and that, and there's. Uh, which movie I can't remember now, but there's one where they actually hired a guy who whose job was originally to be a uh, lighting guy for animatronics and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But then they put him into the CGI part. But because he was his specialty was lighting and shading and stuff, when he went to the CGI, he knew exactly how light would hit at different angles. Because that's where CGI fails a lot is the actual the lighting, right? Yeah. The shadows and that. So he he spent time doing it extremely well. To know exactly, well, okay, when the light's coming from here, you're going to have shadows here, mm-hmm. and it's not bright light. It's, there's whole, all your creases in your face mm-hmm. and everything. So, yeah, that's where a lot of people fail. Do you know where lighting falls down? Two words for you. Lens flare. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting that out there. Yes. Um, actually, I, I don't know anything about it, but do you guys want to talk about the new upcoming Star Trek movie? Yeah, it's that. Speaking of mixed reviews, do you want to watch somebody get angry? Yeah, let's talk about the fucking movie. All right. <laughs> oh wow! Holy fuck! Okay, so once again, I haven't seen any of the previews for it. I, I know nothing about it, and I want to know nothing about it going in. So don't spoil anything. Okay, I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. But they hired the director for the first Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, I, I heard. And then used music from the Beastie oh, Boys. Right. the Beastie Boys, and it looks exactly like if you made Star Trek. A Fast and Furious flick. Really? Yes. It looks... Hor- Even Simon Pegg has said that the studio didn't present the uh, preview well, the way it should have. It also had different okay. writers on it. Like, well, multiple writers. Hold like, on. Is, is that maybe a trailer thing where the movie isn't going to be like that? Well, well that's what Simon, Simon, Pegg is, Simon Pegg is implying that the, yeah. the trailer wasn't a true... Representation. representation okay. of what the movie's going to be. He okay. says it's more Star Trek than what the, the trailer shows. I, I, I have trouble... Imagine that, considering how much I dislike the first two movies. And well, yeah. also, like, like I said, it's, there wasn't just one writer. They had no Simon Pegg was like the third or fourth guy yeah. in with the team, and he wasn't doing it alone. There's a team of them that worked well, on it. He worked right. on it first. He left. Then he came. They, they came. He, they brought him back again. So yeah, there's been issues with this one. In all honesty, it's there's about. A zero 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 one percent chance to go see this travesty of a fucking really? train Well, at rep? least it's not a con redoing. No, true. Because that <laughs> movie made me angry, and I wanted to punch people repeatedly. Yeah, they died. Yeah, it was I, just I had so huge angry. issues with con. And the fact that it pretty much nulled most Star Trek technology. Yeah. Because now they can shoot torpedoes from inside the Federation border and hit the Klingon homeworld. What's the point? And of also, that? they can teleport and, and then they're using, the using Dominion level technology for transporters. Oh, really? Come on. And. It's Khan. Khan wasn't a super scientist. Right. He wasn't. Right. He was a leader of men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was also really smart, but he wasn't yeah. a super scientist. But it just but it's so also like now that they have the technology, wait, okay, then why don't we just make these transporters for everybody now? And well, exactly. Then we'll but just as, as, for the, as for the third movie though, I, in no way well, will I, will the I give them my money to okay. go they, see this they, movie. They did feel a little rushed because they were trying to do it for the 50th anniversary of yeah. Star Trek. Um, now, have you guys seen the the new? teaser logo trailer for the new Star Trek series yes that has possibility because if they do set it during the lost era between uh, Star Trek 6 and uh, Generations mm-hmm. there's a lot to work with they can do a, really whatever they want new new costumes new ship whatever and it won't be as bad as like Enterprise I really want them to do it in the movie era costumes 
Because Which movie era? No, the movie era. It's My the guess the, the the maroon. Um, oh yeah, uh, oh, the, movie movie the, toss, the, the original movies, the original jackets they, and stuff. They went through different uh, uniforms in the movies. The tossing uniforms. They no, went, they changed the movie. The, the movie. The movie. The maroons pretty much stay the same through all six. All, uh, all no, they didn't. No, 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 no. Oh god, no, no. Hold on, from Con on. From no. First of all, they started in Con, and because Con, because Con. And then um, uh, episode three, or search for Spock, and and Fine. then the the journey home. Those are all within the span of like a week. Well, so therefore, couple, there's yeah, a couple months. Yes. No, 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 no. Seriously, because oh, oh, you're right, you're right. Because there's the con happens, and then they they shoot off the. Yeah, um, but it's still less than a year. It's like less, less than a year. Yeah. yeah. Just, and then five and six are the only ones that are kind of outside that that really short timeline. Yeah. But it hasn't progressed that much where the uniforms change. I don't think they'll keep the uniforms. I think because it's going to be a brand new show. Oh, but you and me both. But the simple fact is, if they want a new series with a new audience, they'll make new uniforms. Hopefully, because they've actually got the guy who directed uh, Star Trek II, Mm -hmm. Rathacon. I can't remember. The The original Rathacon? Yeah, the actor, uh, the uh, director, I mean. He's on board as an executive producer or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure they'll get some input from him. And... It has a possibility of being good because mm-hmm. apparently originally CBS was only going to release it on their their pay per view version. I thought but it was one on Amazon Prime. No, it's going on CBS's version of their own paid oh, system. Really? Yeah. But if you look at the teaser trailer, it also says on CBS and their paid subscription. No, the, pi- the pilot is on CBS and the rest of the series is on their paid subscription. Oh, is that how it's going to be? Yeah. Oh. They, want, they want the pilot to be on the CBS. So to t- they're going to screw me because I have no intention of paying. Well, no, 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 we're, no. we're in Canada, so. Who knows? It depends on the rights. And also, we don't care. <coughs> we'll just pirate it anyway. Well, I plan to anyway, yes, because uh, I, I want to see it. That is Chris, who's talking about pirating. <laughs> oh, whatever. The Out of the Pacement podcast does not support or con- condone pirating. Oh, and uh, you heard that uh, that Paramount has dropped their suit uh, against Axanar? Yeah, did Axanar. they really? Yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah, because of uh, Star Trek Beyond. They, yeah. uh, Jade, or. Yeah, Abrams and, J. J. Abrams. and the director uh, said, wait a minute, this is what Star Trek's all about. Mm-hmm. This is what the filmmaking is all about. we got to let them have their shot. Mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can sort of understand the studio's point, though, because oh, yeah, Ax- they've said Axanar, IP. Is, as amazing as I think Axanar was really, really well done, mm-hmm. it went decidedly from a volunteer kind of program to where, uh, sort of the crowdsourcing, where they're actually paying people now to mm-hmm. do the work, which is right. which is where the line is for the studio for right. the most part. Yeah, they really for generally they haven't cared whether or not you do on your own time and stuff. Is when you when you try and generate income yeah. from their property rights is generally when they've tried to put their foot down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, there was some sort of ruling uh, in the federal courts about whether or not they could trademark the Klingon language. And because there's been such a, there's, there's now schools that teach. Well, it's also like that's mostly fans too. Uh, yeah, exactly. That it, fans it's, wrote it's that. One hundred percent fan base. Well, well, it was originally started by James DeHoy. He mm-hmm. actually invented the Klingon language. Right. And then Marco Kund, the guy who did the dictionary, is the one who expanded it for them. Yeah. Right. But, but yes, the Klingon language institute, because they are batshit crazy. They are, but but they batshit exist crazy. outside of Paramount. Yes, they do. And because of that, they Paramount can no longer claim copyright or, or IP on the Klingon language. And because of that, then there are other things that they can no longer uh, maintain copyright on, which is why the lawsuit's being dropped. If it actually went to full court, there's a good chance there'd be a precedent set about how they're, they cannot um, maintain their IP on all of these yeah. certain things. Yeah, that's they why they decided. Yeah, that's why they went. It's better we don't keep yeah. going because. Then again, 
as much as I like Axonart, the 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 guy in, in charge of it, the director guy, apparently he there is have been some weird issues with how he's been spending some of the the crowdsourced money he right. got for doing the project, so it's a little sketchy. Uh, although, according to everything that I've seen, because I, I was also on the on the Kickstarter for it, um, they every month or every quarter they release a financial statement yes. on how they've spent every penny. So I, I don't know I don't know if there are any additional funds they've re- received from yeah. other sources that maybe they're they're spending in a maybe off the books sort of way. But all of the documents that we receive as Kickstarter uh, backers show exactly where all the money is going. And it's a funny thing is, it's, it's all about the way IPs work, because I just saw a case where um, the guys who created the uh, board game Bang, the Western-themed one, were suing another company because they claim they use similar mechanics okay. to their board game. And the courts ruled you cannot copyright board game mechanics. Right. Because it's not... I can't remember the exact wording, but basically, you can copyright the concepts like uh, it's came with role playing games. You can't copyright rule mechanics, but you can copyright world stuff like history and right. names and places and that kind of stuff. But you can't copyright natural core mechanics of moving pieces from A to B and having certain abilities based on those characters and that kind of thing. Right. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, if one board game happens to have mechanics where you roll a die and based on the number on that die, you move a certain number of squares. Right, there's a lot of board games that have similar mechanics to that. Or the Yahtzee mechanics. The number of dice games that are based off the basic core Yahtzee mechanics, sure, where yeah. you roll three times to get what you want, right. they'd all get sued from here to tomorrow. Yeah, mm-hmm. for instance, we were playing um, King of Tokyo. Oh, they use uh, the great exact game. same mechanics as Yahtzee. Yeah. And even you, know, you keep and, and discard and re-rolls. But it's a completely different game than Yahtzee. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Much more fun. Way more fun, we should play that again too. It was fun. We should do a Borky Night scene, guys. Yes, sure. Because uh, my my seven year old was there and she really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. She thought it was a lot of fun. Well, that's okay. Uh, so we'll have to plan a game night sometime then. Yeah, Borky totally. Night. Mm-hmm. So I think we've pretty much exhausted all of our topics. We're kind of approaching the fifty minute hour long. Yeah, um, not not time. too much today because so not yeah not well, a super again, long episode. Again, we can't talk too much about X Men. Because right, because not everyone's seen, seen it. it. Uh-huh. We should do another one soon well, about that. At this point, I have seen positive reviews for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Yes. I'm not sure how... Well, I shouldn't say that. I watched the first half of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Didn't hate it. But the second movie you? doesn't do anything for but me. Dude, Rocksteady and Bebop. Yes. Yeah, I don't Just care. those two characters alone. And Casey makes, Jones. And, and Casey, Casey, Jones. Casey Jones. Makes yes, me want to go see this movie. But yeah. the, oh, the, Green the, Arrow is Casey Jones. The movie still <laughs> has one fundamental problem. Michael Bay? For me. Well, okay, two problems. <laughs> Michael Bay and his... Megan Fox? And there you go. And his insistence on using Megan Fox. Well, it's not insistence. But she actually she, doesn't, doesn't do a bad job in this movie. Maybe. Like I said, I didn't mind her in the, in the first half of the first one mm-hmm. that I saw, so the, the second one. I'm just saying it doesn't do anything for me. I'm not like, oh my god, I hate it, like, like the new Star Trek. But. Would you consider watching the rest of that, the first one? Having seen oh, the first half... We can do you? old versus new. Yeah, I'd... I'd TMNT. No, no. no, the original, the first TMNT movie is actually really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. come it's on. Fairly old, clo- that's it's, old it's fairly new. close to the graphic novels. TMNT? Novel. After that, they kiddified it down with the yeah. first one. When I went and saw in the theaters... A woman, uh, two two parents and their kids left because the kids were too upset because it wasn't actually a kids movie. It wasn't like R rated level, right. but mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a kids movie right. either. Yeah. So it was that, closer to the uh, yeah. There's another one exactly. I, I would totally do that that review. I'd be in. All right. 
Okay. So, so after the after the thing. So first we'll do the thing, and then we'll do Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because I'm sure oh, the the new one is uh, is on Netflix right now. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So we, we'd have to hurry up, or else we're going to end up the problem we did with RoboCop, where I had to buy the fucking new RoboCop movie. <laughs> Actually, I think I have the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, okay. okay. So. Oh, maybe I have the old one. Yeah, I don't so remember. I'll, I'll check my. Yeah. Well, I'll, I know one thing for sure. I'm sure this new, the second mm-hmm. new TMNT is better than the old second, second. TMNT. Probably. That's entirely possible. Yeah. Although you know, having Vanilla Ice go go turtle, go turtle. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, I do have to say though, I did see Terminator Genesis. I was going to talk yeah. about it a bit. Has everyone seen it? Everyone seen it now? I, 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 I have not seen it. I tried to I watch the first fifteen minutes and decided I'd rather drink Drano and bleach and make it all go away. Wow. Um, so I just kind of turned it off and stepped away. It's. Are there problems with it? Oh mm-hmm. God, a whole bunch of plot holes. But as an action type movie, it's not that if bad. Like two hours to shut off your brain. I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it it doesn't really reboot the Terminator. Uh, I think it was supposed to, though. It, it well, sort of. It, say it's with the whole time travel. But the thing is that it makes it. There's too many more questions that that just don't. Even asking a question doesn't make sense. So trying to come up with the answer just even you're even more lost. So oh, it's definitely fine. it's definitely not a yeah. It's, it, it can't be a reboot because they just do too much with it that it just doesn't. I don't think it was a reboot so much as tried to be a restart. Yeah. yeah. And and we'll also try and get rid of the the last one, where you know. Oh, the Christian Bale one. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and also like in the new Godzilla one, I I didn't mind. I impressed. enjoyed the crap out of that one. They're yeah. Making, I, they're making another one. The one issue I had is I found when the the Godzilla was fighting uh, Mothra. Well, there was no Mothra. Yeah. It was too dark. Like I wanted to see. Oh, more the, the lighting. I think the, they did that purposely. I know, yeah. but it was. I wanted actually more light to actually see. Godzilla, yeah. but of course now they're they're actually going to be redoing a new Godzilla in Japan. Yes, mm-hmm. they're doing a new Japan and Godzilla with with yes a guy in a suit. Oh, it's always better when there's a guy in a suit. That's yeah, it's right. Better. Stomping on a tiny little miniature city. Yes, exactly. Cannot <laughs> beat that shit. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's going to be weird because it's the guy who created Neon Ge- Genesis Evangelion. Really? Yep. Oh, okay, that'll be an interesting take. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like the, the teaser head doesn't show anything. There's no. I haven't seen the teaser head for it yet. It's like, it's a, the Star Trek one is pretty much the logo. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it, it, you see the big lizard, the big tail, and you know again you can tell you nice. this is Godzilla. Yeah, and, uh, and I did also like the Edge of uh, Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a, a really movie. good. Tom Cruise has actually done a, a number of good movies lately. Yeah, yes, you again, can, even the latest Mission Impossible was a good movie with lots yeah. of running again though. Mm-hmm. Chris, he's yeah. got to run. My issue with the mis- his Mission Impossible movies is it's not Mission Impossible. No. They're nice, they're fun well, adventure movies. But Mission Impossible, you're supposed to be seeing things go screwy yeah. and find out that that was part of the plan the whole time. Right. And none of the movies do that. No. Yeah. Well, the, the first one... No, but even the no, first one... No, the first right. one, that's because Phelps See, I can't get past Tom Cruise anymore. I just can't. I agree. What? I can't get past Tom Cruise. Period. He's he's doing... Like, Edge of Tomorrow, he's... It's Edge of really Tomorrow well, was good. Well Oblivion done. was also a good Oblivion one. Oblivion was uh, a good one. Oh, God. Oblivion was such a terrible movie. It used all of the worst sci-fi tropes. Hmm. And the whole cloning bullshit? Come on, that movie sucked so bad. <laughs> it was... God... Tell I, me I, how you really feel. I saw the trailer and went, wow, this could be okay. Mm-hmm. And then I went to the theater and went, yeah. what the fuck? Well, especially since you're like, wait, how do these people, humans survive in the... Exactly. And 
And then as soon as you know they're going to clones, because they give it away, yes. mm. and you're like, oh, fine, yes. just kill them all off. Well, just please kill them. I, um, I hate to say it, Cracked.com mm -hmm. is doing a new one where they're talking about like alien invasion and that, and the scientist is like, why are they coming here? Or resources. Wait, that makes no sense. <laughs> there's, there's resources all across the universe. Yeah. Hell, hell, Mars has got water. There's a moon on Jupiter, which is nothing but water. Yeah. Like, there's all the asteroids. Like, why are they coming here? It makes there's no specimens, sense. Specimens, baby. Yeah. They're all coming for specimens. Oh, mm -hmm. speaking of aliens, though, and invasions, ID 2. I want to see it. I don't care anymore. anything about it. I do. I enjoyed the uh, first one. It's another movie where yeah, exactly. I, shot my, I know what it is. It's a remake of War of the Worlds. I shot yes. my brain off for two hours. I enjoyed it a lot. And I'll go see it again. I just didn't like the first one because the American flag waving. Oh, that's oh, it, to me. Horrible. It's fairly standard, typical mm -hmm. though. It's not. Yeah. It's yeah. like I also enjoyed. Uh, well, I hated that line. Oh, it's about time the Americans did something to save us. Like, really? Like I enjoyed Pacific Rim, and it's got a horrible oh. amount of flag waving. waving really? Yeah. I, I didn't find that. No one near as much as Independence Day. Uh, no, Independence Day is worse. But yeah. I, I found it was it was, typ it was typical American. Got like, a very big speech. It's a very it's uh, very yeah. Um, Formulaic. Yeah, yeah. Sure. but the thing is, I enjoyed Pacific but Rim more because it's sort of the cheese Godzilla oh. monsters. What isn't there to love? Yeah, well, really. Also, hitting using a, a big ship as a baseball bat. I, mean, I come know on. it was <laughs> you know, awesome. It's, it's got everything: it flying robots, it really swords. Did. You know, it really did. The uh, one of the problems I had with that movie though was Which, all of a sudden Pacific Rim or Pacific Yeah, why well, use a sword before? If he's got this sword yeah. that he can use, why did they forget about it until the very last moment? Because it's more and cool to punch the aliens. And my my fiance Jana, her problem is is how Hollywood. Handles EMPs. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because they never deal them properly. Oh, just, dude, they and that movie's bad for it, too. They, they, the grenades. Dev and I have had, this, and Patrick had discussed, like, grenades in, in explosions in movies are never right. Mm -hmm. Very few movies do it right. There's one that I saw with Sean Penn where the actual explosions were fine. There was He dropped a grenade in the car. Guess what? It threw shrapnel. Yeah. There was no fire. It, exactly. it, it just was a concussive force and shrapnel. That was it. Like that's what a grenade is supposed I think to do. The best use of grenades in a uh, media uh, format was in uh, one of the last season of uh, The Shield, which is about oh, corrupt cops. Yes, where they one, drop the one guy drops a grenade in the lap of a dude inside a car and just kind of ducks away. And there's a poof, and his body is there, and he's all shredded, but he's still alive. But, I mean, there's, like, giant chunks of his body missing because he had a grenade dropped in his lap. But there wasn't this giant fireball. It didn't well, catch the whole car on fire. There is a difference between explosive grenades and shrapnel grenades. They're two different items, no, no, too. They're, 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 they are, but the, the grenades that people use on a day-to-day -day basis are shrapnel but grenades. But also, what they say, Very explosive grenades are not truly, again, explosive like mm -hmm. that. It's, it's more concussive force is the thing. I just watched... There's no big fireball when you drop... I just watched American Ultra, and a grenade blows up a police station. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I, I remember seeing that one, yes. <laughs> that was, I actually saw that one recently. That was mm -hmm. with Jesse, um... Eisen. Yeah. Eisenman? Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I call him Eisenhorn, but I yeah. know that's not... <laughs> but you know, but it, 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 it's a funny movie. It's, it's it, cute. It's amusing. Um, very violent. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very violent. Uh, but it, it is interesting. It's like, I killed a guy with a spoon. <laughs> you what? I killed a guy with a spoon. <laughs> Though yeah. the beginning of the movie didn't quite make as all that much sense to me, in the context of what happens in the end of the movie, no, because why were they going to Hawaii? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that shouldn't have been happening. No. Yeah, and why would she support it? Mm -hmm. No, uh, but it was a, it was a funny movie. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, so at this point, I think we finally have exhausted all of our topics, <laughs> and uh, we're just going to say goodbye. So thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Have a good one. Adios. Bye.